My bad, y'all. Oh shit, that's too loud. Too loud. My bad. I was uh listening to some uh to some metal. Forgive me. Who's first? Edmund. DJ Lawless. Miss B. Hey, Miss B. Lamont, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Prince O Mills in the house. Oh shit. Dog, you you good? Prince O'Mill in the emergency room, nigga. What what happened? No, that's okay. It's none of my business. Everybody say prayers for Prince O'Mill because he's clearly in the emergency room watching a goddamn live stream. <laughs> Speedy recovery, bro. Once in future, man, what's happening? Rebel Zoe, sock passe, bro. Uh, Chance, what's happening? Jaron. Oh, I squeezed one off in the shot. Oh, my Lord. Slipped on a seat and got a concussion. Good Lord. And yet, through, through the the good graces of the Almighty, you're you're here tonight. <laughs> yes, BSG gang, Sabrina. Hey, yo, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for Ryan. I hopefully he sees this, cause uh, yeah, basically this is this is where I give him. Free reign to um talk about the things that you like clearly. Zane, what's happening? Y'all, y'all, y'all gonna get us in trouble with this BSG thing. They're gonna be like, what's BSG? What's that mean on Sly's channel? Yo, so um let's go into uh Shafiq, what's happening, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for three weeks, right? Um, so government shutdowns. Normally that's banking resets, uh secret indictments. I mean, I'm on a hey. Uh, so the indictments, we won't know for another, I don't know, six to eight months, high level, uh, federal indictments. We won't know for about six months, low level federal indictments, like, um, you know, bodies about three months for the most part. But, um, listen, the, the banking, I mean, the, uh, the whole government shutdown ain't about regular people. It's not, it's not about a goddamn wall, but, you know, believe what narrative you, you, what makes you feel good and helps you sleep at night. If you really think this is over a goddamn wall, when Trump, all, all Trump had to do was sign a national emergency act and he would have had the money. So that just show goes to show you the, uh, the smoke and mirrors when it comes to this, uh, this thing we call government. It's not about a wall people. There's a bigger, way bigger fish out here to, for them to fry. And they're not worried about some damn illegal Aliens, like not not like that, not like that. So, keep listening to these um, political pundits. You know, Trump this, Trump that, and Republican, Democrat this, and it's nonsense. But it, it is what it is. Yeah, I heard uh, they, they arrested the dude last night. Listen, and, and you know what's funny? Because people are like rejoicing, like, "Oh, we're one step closer to getting Trump." Get Trump on what? Get Trump on what? Get Trump on what? 
if they had something to impeach him on, they'd have done it already. Is state of emergency same as national emergency? No, there's different levels of states of emergencies. States of emergency could be weather, um, like national emergencies are classified as as acts of God, war, terror, things of that nature. Eli, what's happening, bro? Monique, hey, I'm I'm good, I'm good. Enoble, yes, sir. So the hump was about to go back to I have a government job. Yeah, the, the sleepy heads will go back to sleep. Exactly. You know? So everyone's like, oh, Trump caved in. Trump caved. The fuck? Cave in? Listen, if the man could have got, just logically think about this. If the man could have signed a National Emergency Act and got the money anyway, what did he cave into? What exactly did he cave into? Like, make that make sense to me. You know, um, that's that's why I say, you know, I I tell everybody do their own research, and and if the narrative doesn't fit, it doesn't make sense to you. It probably doesn't make sense at all, you know. But it is what it is. Um, damn, Ryan, I hope you up in here, bro. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, are they messing with the live? Uh, I'm, I'm talking too much shit. Was a Sandra Bland situation a production? Who has a great question? Okay, so <laughs> Mike Thomas. Um, wow, I I spoke on Sandra Bland's situation when it first happened. It wasn't a very popular opinion, and my opinion is still the same. Um, whether it was production or not, let's say the production was real. Okay, let's say the production was real. She should have just shut her fucking mouth. Any attorney to, worth their weight in, in gold. What do they say? What does the attorney say? Do not engage in conversations with the police. You don't have to. Shut your fucking mouth. My favorite attorney is on Instagram. It's the dabbing lawyer. Two white dudes, but the main white dude. He says, um, what do you say when you get pulled over? The cop asks you how your day went. He says, I'm not discussing my day with you. And he says, am I free to leave or am I being detained? And the, and, the, and the lawyer says, if the cop says you're being detained, he says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, I don't, I'm over the MLK. Yeah, we, that, they're not, how's it finally coming out when they've already found the government guilty of murdering him, right? Right. What did they say? It wasn't the bullet. It was the doctor. Whoop the fucking do now what exactly? So what's gonna happen? What's the was that change the narrative now? Exactly, I, I agree, Miss B. So I mean, I don't care, I don't, and I'm not gonna give them my my inf- my, my energy over this shit. Fuck, fuck MLK. I'm just I'm just saying. Choking, what's happening? Yeah, 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 Mike. Yo, all Sandra Bland. If the if the production was real, bitch, shut the fuck up. Shut. You were in Texas, of all places. You wanna talk crazy to a fucking Texas cop? 
I didn't say he was a state trooper. I didn't say he was a Texas Ranger. Just a cop in Texas, period. Bitch, shut the fuck up. And then, then, she she couldn't self-bail. Nor did her family have the 500 bucks to get out of, out of jail. Something was wryly amiss with, with that situation, if you believe the production was real. Said, so yeah, cops want to have a whole conversation. I'm not discussing my day with you. Am I free to leave or am I being detained? Hey, wait, what, what do we always tell our kids? Yo, if you're going to if you go to jail, go to jail. No fuss, no muss. We're gonna we gonna fight the shit in court. Do not hold court in the street. God damn. My sister here, good night. All right, Natasha, that's what's up. Well, my old man came to me with that bullshit account uh, about the MLK. Yeah, who gives a fuck about MLK? I'm, I don't give a fuck. I don't. Um, MLK was a simp, man. I've been over since I was 16. Didn't even have the vocab at the age to say why. I I hear you. I hear you. People always want to focus on, oh, they always want to try and steer you in a, in a direction. Well, he was waking up at the end. Nigga, it was too late. You done already sold your people out. Who gives a fuck about him waking up at the end? The damage has already been done. The damage had already been done. <laughs> fucking with the white women. My lawyer always says, shut the fuck up when talking to me. Exactly, Mr. Cardigan. Shut the fuck up. Um, oh, my bad, my bad. Oh, that nigga name wasn't even Martin. Exactly. Exactly. Yo, so um, this the uh, the abortion thing for New York. That's scary, yo. If you're a woman that lives in New York, that's scary. So, and then uh, also, um, our producer made an made an excellent point in 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 regards to the uh, the fetuses. So, part of the reason why they let you allow you to wait so long to to abort because you know they be doing all types of shit with the babies you know taking the stem cells taking whatever body parts is necessary blood plasma you know studying the babies you know so that's mainly one of the, one of the bigger reasons why they allow you to 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 go up to 6 months for an abortion and and it, it mainly and no one had performed more abortions than black women sorry Sorry, not sorry. So this, it, uh, and yet we keep supplying these beating these motherfuckers, this endless bodies, endless, endless. And you know, people are like, well, they, they, you know, they kidnap. They don't have to kidnap you anymore. The, the black, the black woman is gonna take her ass down at a parent, Planned Parenthood, and give you a fucking baby, give them a baby to, to play with, to study, and you know, and put it in Pepsi and coca-cola and shit and put it in your fucking uh vaccinations so they really ain't got to snatch you up like they you know like they used to you know yeah yeah and they all they all like they like really care about the black babies exactly but yet once again sisters 
It's y'all body, y'all choice, and yet y'all choose to feed this demonic entity. It is what it is. Um, Mia, is that why sexuality is being pushed so heavily? Um, sexuality. When we say sexuality, are we talking like gender fluidity, the trans movement? Because if you say sexuality, that's like man, male, female. That shit is they pushing some other shit. Uh, Eli Master, stem cell research is known as some open the Pandora. Okay, yeah, that's true. But stem cells, I mean, can damn near cure pretty much everything, any ailment known to man, natural, not man, man-made. I'm not so sure, but for the most part, natural ailments to man, stem cells can take care of all that. You know, give you give. It's restored people's visions. It's restored people's hearing. It's killed cancer. Um. All types of shit, man. Yeah, Henrietta Lacks is the classic uh, example. They keep replicating replicating her cells and keep playing around with the cells. The family don't get no fucking money out of it. You know? That is, yeah, it's a modern day vampire. Yeah, it's true. It's a very good point. Very good point. Uh, I guess Ryan's not gonna make it today. Uh, let me hit up. Oh, let me hit up my guy. Yo, what it do? Jehovah need that blood. Do I drink distilled water? Uh, yeah, from time to time. But I I drink coconut water more than anything. Like I'll drink the shit out of coconut water. That uh, where's the company that makes it? Oh my god, it's like it comes in a tin can and it's round. Agoy, agua de coco. I drink the shit out of some coconut water. I live and die by that shit. Uh, Tony Smith, what's happening? You going to hang on O'Shea Chan? <laughs> I mean, it's one of the few times I kind of let my hair down. Um, yeah, I I appreciate his platform because he lets me be me, you know, for them, or at least that part of me comes out, you know. So it's all good. And the fact that they want the, uh, yeah, Goya, there you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my shit. Goya, man. Yo, coconut water is, and it's got the, 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 the pulp in it. I love that shit. Oh, my God. I love that shit. Yo, coconut water is my shit. Uh, I think they want fetuses and placentas, particularly black people. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then you have the melanin conferences that go on every, every five to six years. Hey, Benny, Benny Bishop's in the house. Ike Rice, let me see. Trying to light my people, especially with that. Would you be making all that? But no, 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 Ike Rice, stop. Um, respectfully, stop trying to wake people up. Seriously, just, just don't, bro. Let them come to you. That way, you know they're ready for it. And Listen, we've all wanted to shout to the rooftops and ring the bell and all that shit and be like, wake up, you know. No, don't. Seriously, let them come to you if they're serious about it. I drink alkaline water and coconut water. I go to Asian markets and buy cases of coconuts. You know what? I've never, ever had a real coconut. Like, I never chopped the shit up and cracked it open and drank the juice out of it or whatever. I just, yeah. On the East Coast, they call the coca, oh, the cocaine plugs Goyas. Oh, is that word? That's funny. 
That's funny. Uh, that's funny. Um, especially about the Eloidal thing. Listen, you'll never get the Eloidal title. Never. So don't even mention that. I've seen people lose um, their bids for homes by mentioning the Eloidal title. You'll never get You'll never. You'll never get it. You'll never get it. Don't even waste your time mentioning the shit. You'll never get it. Adding cucumbers to water makes it alkaline. Yeah. Yeah, alkaline water sells out pretty good. I caught you loud. It's all good, Benny. It's all good. It's all good. The girl in the dark. Nah, I'm not talking about that story anymore, bro. <laughs> Mrs. Naya, my dude cracks the coconuts and drink. I've never had a real coconut. My grandma trees for some coconuts. That's what's up. Ashley Cats, what's happening? I've yeah, I've never. One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to some some somebody's island. Uh, coconut water is nasty. What? I mean, are you tripping? You tripping? Yeah, enlightening folks is yeah going up. Roll roll a blade uphill. Yeah, or was it? What what did blade say? Ice skating uphill. Just don't do it. Raheem, it's all good. It's all good. You got to tell your newbies. No, Benny knew that. I'm gonna retire that story. I'm gonna retire that story. What did Jamaica they chop them up right there on the side of the street? That's what's up. Um yo, my man Mac. Mac was good, bruh. I thought Ben said he triple dog theory. I'm not, I'm not gonna fall for it. True Seeker, what's happening? Thinking out loud, hey. I thought I was gonna have my, my guy on tonight. But I I guess he, I guess he, oh, there, Ryan, let me hit you with the link right now then, bro. Let me hit you with the motherfucking link. My man is in the building. Hold up. Ryan, I'm about to email you right the fuck now. Okay, Ryan, the link has been sent. Yeah, buddy. This stream has no content, bro. Huh, what? Connor, are you a troll? Because we about to get your ass up out of here. Oh, thinking out loud. So, Oshun said it would be okay. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> Want a good laugh? Watch the videos of more trying to bypass U.S. laws. They get nothing done. I, Mac, I know you over there sick, bro. I know you over there sick. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. 
don't 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 give up on football, man. Don't don't quit football. Don't give up. Don't give up on it. Uh, how does one call in? Yeah, if if I gave you the number to call in. Oh, you oh like that? What you got the flu, bro? Stomach stomach virus? Man, I appreciate you being here, brother. But now you. Nah, get lay down, brother. Lay, you're supposed to be under the cover sweating that shit out or laying down or something. Not on the goddamn live stream, but I, I, I'm appreciative, bro. You're not watching the Patriot Bowl this year? I like that, the Patriot Bowl. I like the way that sound. Connor, uh, John, what do you want to talk to me about? Do I ever look? I have not watched season three of the, uh, season two of The Punisher yet. Was it season three? The new one that just came out, I haven't watched it yet. You need me for content. Do I now? Oh, okay, well, I, I think I'm doing okay. Thank you. Uh, Kenya, hey. Kenya, you good? How How's, how's the thing? You, you good? I worry about you, Kenya. Papa, what's happening, bruh? Did y'all see me? Oh, my me? man's my man's in the house. Is that my man Ryan? What's good, bro? Man, you know what? Let's get right into it. Go. Okay. Uh, I wanted to call last time. You know, I wasn't too uh, congruent. Didn't have my ideas flushed together too well. I wanted to revisit some of the things I missed that uh, I alluded to in the comments. That's one of the first things I wanted to address. Uh, my connection to the actual a girl whose um uncle was a, a manager of michael jackson because we spoke about that and uh i think you also wanted me to speak on uh the uh strange jungle cat that i saw <laughs> i don't know how else to explain it not that it's so far-fetched as the other things that i spoke on but um, this is also something in actuality that happened to me that I never thought would happen. And I looked into it for symbolism and other things, but I'll speak on um, those three topics. If I forget anything, uh, please remind me. But uh, how y'all doing tonight anyways? How you doing, sir, before we get started? Bro, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad I'm glad you're here because uh, I've been waiting. I've been trying to bit to let to get you back on here so you can just go ahead and and bless us tonight. So one of the main people I wanted to speak on and one of the things I wanted to speak on uh, was Victor Schauberger, um, uh, a little-known um, propulsion scientist, naturalist. Uh, they call him actually the water wizard. Um, he's a man that actually um, is the, I don't know how you would say this, like uh, the counterpart not really a counterpart but in the opposite spectrum of Werner von Braun the man who created the v2 rocket for the Nazi Germans and um, subsequently became the, one of the heads of the uh, NASA program in America uh, I'm sure you heard about that guy mm -hmm. um, operation paperclip you know you we spoke on that before and uh, I'm sure everybody has heard about it it's this is a, these are all facts. It's not like disputable, you know, circumstantial evidence. These are solid facts. So everybody knows a lot about Von Braun and 
Well, I wouldn't say everybody knows a lot about them. NASA knows as much as they, you know, they like to tell us unless you have some inside connect to somebody who's involved in aerospace or other technologies. Now you got guys like Nikola Tesla shooting off rockets and doing all kinds of crazy things. And that's another thing I wanted to speak on eventually was Tesla and like some of the things he's doing. I don't know if you heard he's building a $5 billion factory in China. Yeah, and then also he he had some uh he's I guess he's as an advisor for the uh the CERN site they want to b- build the I mean the really big one and I guess they brought him on as an an advisory as an advisory uh position. I'm like what a joke cuz you can clearly look at the man and listen to him. He's no genius. Clearly he's not the guy that people think, you know, lithium batteries and cars and sh- I, but you go ahead ahead. He's a very odd guy. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not well versed on Tesla. I just, you know, I read about him here and there, but I think that he's um, tapped into some of the technologies that we spoke on before. I don't like, I, like you're saying, I don't think he's some sort of wizard, uh, almost like in the sense that, um, and I'm going to get back to Schauberger, but almost in the sense that um, Steve Wozniak was the brains behind, uh, uh, you know, Apple and, you know, Steve Jobs is more of just the visionary, the guy who, you know, uh, brought the iPhone, which was an idea that he received while he was on a trip to India. And, you know, they teach you through meditation to picture all black. And that's basically how he created the digital interface, um, which enabled us to speak on the phone as we are right now. And um, basically enabled you to change a phone from just having uh one or two functions, um, meaning they eliminated the keyboard and made everything digital. You can, you know, bring up screens and put them down. But I don't want to get too off subject. This Schauberger guy, I want people to look into him because um, very rarely is Schauberger talked about. Now, I believe that um, in short, like I've read this in books and have done a lot of research on this man. He started off one of his first inventions as a um, minister of forestry well before he was the minister of forestry um in austria we're talking like in the early 1900s um before the nazis even came to power he like built a log plume you know something as simple as a log plume that uh carried the logs better and at the time you know that the forest was a very important asset to the people you know in germany so he received praise and, you know, he grew his accolades, you know, he had more and more inventions till eventually he started studying water. And um, what he found is that water um, moves in a vortexual motion. Okay. Um, Tesla also alluded to this, not, not Elon Musk Tesla, the, the real Tesla. Um, I don't know how much you looked into vortex technology or if you you know, they teach about the, the three, six, and the nine and how all the numbers are correlated. And you could do your own research on that. And I could speak on that. Sh- excuse me. Excuse my language. I cuss a lot. I'm trying to be like, you know. You're good. No, I, I curse all day, every day. I, it, it, I have to work on that, though. You know what I mean? I'm just a, I, I need to clean it up. But um, regardless, this Schauberger, man, one of the things that he invented and, um, you can read up on all this there's many videos on this guy it's just like people forget about him and i always bring him up because um eventually he invented or worked with diamagnetic um energy and also ionic propulsion 
Um, this man was able to study water and the different uh, motions. And what he determined and why I brought up Von Braun is that uh, the the easiest way to, to create propulsion, lift, or anything, you know, like the, I'm sure you've heard of the Nazi bell. Mm -hmm. They say that that was, it wasn't a, a, a spaceship. It, it, the, the story is that this bell was a Schauberger invention. Okay. And it had to do with Helena Bavatsky and them going to the Himalayans and, and discovering different things about their Aryan race or, you know, you know how, you know, let's not get into uh, all the Nazi history and all the crazy shit that they're involved in. But there are some people that claim that the Nazis actually figured out how to travel through time and have a secret space program on Earth. This is from like some nut jobs on 4chan. You know, this is like far out there fringe stuff. But some people believe that's what my man Admiral Byrd found when he went to Antarctica was that there was an advanced civilization um, in communication with these Nazis that, you know, were in, in Antarctica in the center of the earth. And that goes into Agartha and some of the other things we spoke on. Now, Schauberger is important because he brought this technology about. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of fringe things, but you can actually go online. And um, there's a really old German guy and there's a guy interviewing him. And it's hard to get through because it's in German. I don't I can't speak German. I'm not, you know, I have nothing to do with Germany. I just appreciate their technology, if you will, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but um, basically, this guy is one of his last living um, students or, or, you know, practitioners of this, this uh, energy that he created. And this guy actually has like small versions of what you could call the, you know, the Schauberger Bell in his home powering different electronic devices and you could see this on a video like this isn't something you know there's a guy like a younger child not a younger child excuse me a younger man going there to interview him about this thing and the guy's going through his house showing him oh this did this this did that and he goes as far as to pull out old pictures of like a old Volvo that he put these bells on top of his Volvo and he's saying oh I could start it up and um, with no gas, this thing will just basically carry my car for, you know, hundreds of kilometers. And so, like, you're talking about far out things like free energy ma machines and things like this. So, basically, all this thing is, though, these bells, he actually opens them up and he says that, you know, people have come and wanted the plates and they give the technology freely, but it's suppressed, suppressed technology. Um, Long story short, the Nazis used this Schauberger guy to create what people, you know, what you could claim are UFOs, but they're not, they're not um, completely alien UFOs. They're almost organically made UFOs. And then there's also ones that I believe that they reverse engineered. And well, that's, yeah, that's what I've, I've read a lot. They, re they reverse engineered a lot of these uh, ships that crashed or they found or whatever the case may be. And that's how they pretty much got to where a lot of their uh expertise was yeah well and that goes into majestic 12 and we talked about that briefly before but majestic 12 basically and a lot of people don't i, I don't know i'm not just going to claim outright that i know everything but these are a lot of the things i'm telling you are suppositions but you don't have to 
you know, look through a, a wise man's eyes to see what a fool can see. You see what I'm saying? A lot of teachers tell me that you don't have to look through a wise man's eyes to see what a fool can see. Okay. So, um, basically what I'm told is that majestic 12 who, you know, the top 12 people who communicate all the, the edict that goes down through the agenda of humans, through this council of foreign relations and all that, you know, all those high councils of Bilderberg and whoever else, um, they're the ones who created the NSA to put the loop on us. And like, you know, I'm probably going to start getting watched for saying some of this shit, which is why part of the reason I don't like coming on line at all, but they know everything anyways. You know what I mean? Um, ever since Edward Snowden came out and before then, what he basically um, exposed is that um, they have a, a dragnet system. And I'm sure that they're, they're, you may have heard of something called the beast that they have over in Europe that I thought the beast was located in Sweden, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Sweden. Yeah. I could be wrong. Right. No, go ahead. Europe, Sweden, you know, it's, it's somewhere where the, either the Scandinavians or the Caucasians are, I'm sure. But, um, I watched the movie, which everybody should watch called citizen four. It's not the, um, Hollywood version of what happened with Snowden. It's the more, um, and I'm getting a little off topic, but this all correlates, okay? Um, but it, it's the more realistic version of what happened with Snowden. He alludes to a lot of crazy things in that movie. But one of the things that stuck with me is that he says that they have created a dragnet system to provide metadata and aggregate. And what that means is they collect um, data on such a vast scale that um, the metadata becomes aggregate, meaning trends, and then they watch these trends in certain people to determine content. So they can determine, um, you know, through your, your credit card links with your cell phone things, links with this and that, to where you're basically in a simulation with a cell phone. Like, we are a simulation. It's just not connected to us yet, if that makes sense. So... Um, Schauberger and Tesla alluded to a lot of these things that this was going to be the future. And, you know, here we are talking through a cell phone, which, you know, they said that they had this years ago, but it wasn't released to the public. Now, I remember being in college using like a teleconference to talk to a guy from Lima, Peru, of all places. Mm -hmm. But back then it was just like a random telechat, you know what I mean? And it, it was cool. I spoke to him with a little Spanish that I did know and told him where I was from, you know, but Back to Schauberger. So uh, some of these technologies that Schauberger pushed and why he's important is because he was on the forefront of this, um, not very alien technology, but more organic human technology. But it was something that was of the cosmos, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not fully um, determined how how in depth that they went into opening portals even with this technology because you you know we're talking about vortexes and different what basically what happened was in short is they started playing with these bells that he created and they're just groove systems with metal inside that have a diamagnetic spin so when it spins enough it'll it'll spin on its own and it creates an immense heat and what they found is that besides the electricity and heat that it'll give off, if you put like a colloidal silver in the solution or a, a, a mercury, a liquid mercury, these things would lift. They would achieve lift. 
So eventually the the Nazis, you know, took the Schauberger guy into forced labor camps, basically. You know, he was, I'm sure he was afforded a lot of um, pleasantries, you know what I mean? He wasn't treated exactly like he was intermittent, but he wasn't getting away, you know, like they, they pressed him to work and work and, and pump out um, ways to make crafts and uh, a lot of people could even argue that the modern turbine was created upon his work. And we all know that in a jet plane, you know, there's turbines. That's what the engine is. So you could look all this up. And I, I always tell you, you know, don't take my word for it. Go research Victor Schauberger and watch some of those videos. There's a lot of interesting videos out there on him. But before I, you know, move on to another topic, towards the end of the war, uh, Mr. Schauberger was brought uh, to all places, uh, Texas. And um, I don't have to say much more uh, about him because I, I actually want people to look into him and I don't know how interested people will be. But the more you want to learn about fringe things like this, you have to learn about the key players I feel that they hide from the spotlight. So like everybody knows Von Braun, he's the NASA guy. But how many people talk about Victor Schauberger? Um He's a very interesting character, and you have to understand that if um, he was creating organic UFOs, if you want to call it that, and he ended up um, bringing that technology to Texas, I find it very funny that a, a lot of sightings and different, you know, there's a lot of Air Force bases, I'm sure, down there, and in Nevada, that's a whole different story. I was um, speaking on the Air Force base that was correlated with Coral Castle before, and I was wrong. I said Nellis. Nellis Air Force Base is in Nevada, and that's one of the sites of the of the, the big dumbs that we spoke about. So I don't know if anybody, you know, we talked that I was in Vegas. You told me to go to the Pepper Mill. I appreciate that suggestion. But yeah, um, besides Colorado, which um, Phil Snyder speaks on, there's a lot of stuff that goes down. We all know in Area 51, but Nellis Air Force Base and McLaren Airport in the surrounding area. And um I believe a lot of it, you know, could be the to do with the alien agenda. And, you know, we spoke on the, the last talk about that. But a lot of it, this our technology comes from actual citizens of the world, such as Schauberger, who had brilliant minds. And I, I can't say enough about the guy. Just do your research on him. Also, I, I know um, Ray Kurzweil, for those that don't know Ray Kurzweil, he also spoke on the... Uh... But the point that you made earlier, uh, as far as Tesla and uh, energy and all that, he's always. And then he talks about the AI and human emergence. Uh, for those that don't know, Kurzweil, the um, synthesizer, the Moog keyboards, him, and he's always all about frequencies and, and things of that nature. So as it was something you you said that just kind of reminded me what Kurzweil was was repeating the same the same talking point you were making earlier. So yeah. Well, and it's strange that you say that. It just, you know, we talked about iRobot and how strange it was that they um, put the things in the movies, but the robot had a soul and that's what differentiated it. Well, now they're technically making us um, not robots, but androids. You know, it's funny. They throw it in our face and the phone that everybody loves besides the Apple is called the Android. And uh, the Apple, that goes back to, you know, Adam and Eve's story. I'm sure it has something to do with that. The Apple of knowledge. 
um, the shit's thrown right in our face, and that's what they call our technology, androids. And android is a half human, half robot, right? Or, you know, um, you make a good she, point because they got the uh, the movie Battlefield Alita, Battle Angel Alita coming out what next month, and she's half human, half cyborg, cyborg android, or what they call it. I know, I remember the manga. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it just goes. It just goes into the whole your whole point. Yeah. Well, I've even heard that they have. You know, if you're in um upper echelons of the the military, they even have like um like um contacts, special contacts. And um, now, like you said, like before, I move on to talking about the Black Panther I saw, and this is an actual story. Like you know, people still think I'm crazy, but I wanted to tell you because I told you about the holographic demon that I supposedly saw that vanished in the thin air. This is a little more tan- tangible. This next story. Um, but before I get into that, now you were just talking about all this Android stuff. What I was getting at earlier is um with the you know metadata and aggregate is content and what that all means is that we're in a simulation it's just um we're not connected directly like it's not implanted to us but they they, you know there are certain like i said i said in the last um in the last podcast here that um there's a guy a famous ceo from lockheed martin that said anything that they've that anybody's thought of they've already had developed um you got guys like phil snyder that said for every one year that goes by it's 45 years exponentially um, in technology that they have available that they won't release to us. So you have to almost put yourself in the shoes of uh, the people calling the shots to see that, like you even said, I mean, you're talking about this guy I've never heard of before, but I'm sure that he speaks on the same thing that we both, you know, are, are privy to. And that's the fact that, uh, they have an agenda that's AI and there's an agenda that's alien. And, you know, I believe that those two are also correlated. And in my uh, explanation with Halo from the last podcast, that was, you know, I gave another example there. There's a, a lot of instances which that you can actually see more and more it's going to be forced upon our society that now um, if you ask a 90-year-old, did you ever think they would have, you know, video chat or cell phones? How would they look at you? You know, I could still remember um, putting coins in the phone to call people from a payphone. Quick question: You, know? you seen the you seen the photo of Charlie Chaplin with the cell phone? Yeah, and that see that's another thing that they they even said that certain people think Einstein is a time traveler, but like when I told you before that like one of the things they teach you is that time isn't linear. And it's very funny that I said that because I don't want to keep throwing his name out there, but Ram Hotep just made a video a couple of days ago and he was alluding to how the now and the present isn't the same thing. Because if I make a call right now to where you're at, you're in a different time zone. Mm-hmm. So it, I can make a call to China and technically uh, I'm, I'm calling to the future or, or if I'm calling to Cali, it's in it's in the, it's past. In the past yeah that's you deep yeah yeah, yeah 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 you could be on the world and it's almost like a portal because your now could be a different now from somebody else on the same world but you're in a different place so it, it's all the present but it's not the same now so if it works on that just on the earth think of how it can work in space you see what i mean and uh i believe that 
that's one of the things that like if you're an alien what would you be interested in bending time you know what i'm saying that that would be something that you were interested in and uh what i was going to speak on before i forgot was and i'm glad it came back to me a lot of times i have blank outs and it'll come stuff will come back to me but we um briefly addressed the super soldier agenda and that's something like i got really into and studied a lot of those different guys who claim to you know be involved and one of the people I spoke on before was James Casbolt, but another one of them was Max Spears. And um, apparently those guys were super soldiers. Now, if I'm to believe all this, and it's hard to wrap my mind around it, if MJ-12 exists and created NASA to monitor us, which is why I got into the Snowden talk, now it's all coming back to me, and also to retrieve downed aircraft, UFO aircraft, okay, that's what a lot of these super soldiers, if you look into it, claim to be. And there was even a guy on uh, the History Channel that I forgot his name. But we, uh, when I was uh, watching all these Phil Snyder videos, it was strange because I'm watching TV and this guy's talking about he I think that he said that he was a communicator. And this guy had some special abilities that he had that let him psychologically um you know, um, psychologically communicate with these aliens and his sole purpose. Now this guy, you know, I'm watching this stuff thinking this guy's a whack job, but it's just strange that I forgot to tell you this last time, but I was watching all these Phil Snyder um, interviews. And one of the things that we talked about, you know, how he said that they, they had basically had beef and, you know, he was firing upon them. And it was, well, it, it struck me weird that of all the things that this guy said, he said that, um, and this goes in the super soldier agenda, he said that as a communicator, he came into this, um, they had this alien in, in an Air Force base that was, they had him in detention. And as soon as he came in, psychically, this alien was telling this guy, and the guy's like 74 years old now, you know, I don't think he has any reason to lie. Like he doesn't, he didn't seem like he was just, you know, making stories up. Like he, you know, he told what he was, what what he what his rank was and this and that and what it so he goes in to speak to this alien and the alien telepathically communicates to him that everybody here is in danger you know what i mean that's it's ain't hey how you doing pal you know what you know what's going on as soon as he goes in there it's bad news bears okay so he goes on his own accord and basically what from what he says this is his story it's kind of hard to believe but it's all going to make sense he breaks out of this place with the alien because basically the alien told him that if he wasn't freed, they would come there with a strike force and murk everybody. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So this guy cut, you know, he even says I bent down and we broke out and made a dash. And, you know, I'm thinking if, if he's an alien, why wouldn't he just have some special technology to zap out? You know, like, but whatever, man, it's not like South Park where they appear and disappear. Apparently this guy, this dude was running around. So he says he cuts a hole in the fence, and this is a far-fetched story, but says he cuts a hole in the fence, and the alien makes it out, and as soon as he makes it out, doosh, the white light comes, beams him up, and he's gone. Now, this dude goes as far as to say, like, man, I was in fear I was going to get court-martialed. So he goes into military deposition, and he says that the acting commander on the base questions him, you know, why did you do, like, you know, you were supposed to, we were supposed to interview this alien and see, you know, blah, 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 why he was here. What, 
And he told him exactly what the alien telepathically communicated to him, which was that everybody was going to be in danger. And it's funny that I was like watching that about the same time that Phil Schneider was saying the things that he, you know, that, that when they went down and seen the benevolence and they started shooting at him. But basically what this guy said is that um, th he didn't get in trouble because he told him the reason I let him go is because he telepathically communicated that everybody was going to die, basically. So by me letting him go, I saved everybody. And the, the guy says, the 74-year-old man said the, the commandant, commander of the base, said that he wouldn't receive any charges because he agreed with them. And things such as that have occurred before. Meaning when they did have these things locked up, there were forces sent to go and try to get their people back. So you could believe that guy or not, but that struck me very crazy that they actually acknowledge that there's actual people that are have the job as communicator that telepathically can commute with these aliens. And also men who, um, men such as Casbolt, Max Spears, who was actually, they said that Max Spears was going to break the fact that there was a huge ring, like a, 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 a sex ring, a child sex ring, basically. And then they found this dude like with black stuff coming out of his mouth and nose, like black. I remember people. reading that. Yeah, yeah. And bro, I you know these are guys that I used to watch this shit and be skeptical. Like you know, are these guys just crazy English dudes talking about some wild ass shit that they were taking to Canada as kids and you know they formed circles and shot you know ray beams out of themselves and all this far fetched stuff. Now you can research these guys. Uh, there's even a guy, um, Duncan O'Finian. I don't remember if you remember his name. Duncan O'Finian claimed to be a super soldier. He was on Jesse Ventura's show when Jesse the Body had the show. Um, and he would go around and interview people on, I think it was on Nat Geo or one of those shows. But he was one of the first people, Duncan O'Finian, that claimed to be a super soldier. Another guy was Dave Corso. You could look all these people up. I hope somebody writes this down there. But um, Dave Corso, Duncan O'Finian... A guy named David Morrow, who's like a um, Afri uh, African American dude from England, and, and there's numerous other ones, but James Casbolt, um, and Max Spears, as I said, these guys are very interesting to look into, and um, they claim a lot of fringe things. But the more and more I looked into all this, they said a lot of things that turned out to be true or became congruent, and. Before I forget and I'm done with that subject, we'll get into super soldiers another time where I'll actually maybe even bring up some of them and dwell into their stories. Or like I said, you alone could go and look at all the things that they claim to be true and decide for yourself how full of shit they are, um, how much they might be actually telling the truth, which over time is I actually started to believe some of the things these guys said, especially when Max Spears ended up dead. I don't think that's debatable because it was actually reported and like the parents were involved and wanted answers and the military basically told them to, you know, forget about it, you know, in so many words, which your kid dies, you, you know, it's hard to just sweep it under the rug. But uh, another thing I wanted to allude before I forgot to tell you is that Phil Snyder was also murdered. Um, I don't know if any of you were aware of that. I forgot to drop that, that little jewel, but, um, 
that man died about the stuff that he was saying. And he, you know, even in some of the interviews, I don't know if you did get a chance to watch them or any of you did, but um, he says that they're all oh, they're trying to kill me. As a lot of people do that when they feel they figured something out or they have too much info. But I've seen actual documents that come from MJ-12 and different sources that basically say that, you know, we'll, we will suicide you if you reveal our information, you know, which is why it's so big to me that I come out and talk to this openly because now they went from killing people who revealed their information to pushing it. Like, like I said, with, um, you know, the, to the stars Academy, not, it wasn't reached to the stars Academy. It's to the stars Academy with Tom DeLong, but you can still go on online and, uh, look into that as well but um I, I guess we could get into this black panther i saw now by all means yes sir okay so i'm from um i'm not gonna say exactly where i'm from but i alluded that i was from by swickley pennsylvania before that's like a, a very um well-to-do area but um there's a lot of woods where i'm from i'm from like by pittsburgh but ve- outside of it it's a very wooded area and um Pennsylvania is where I'm at. It's referred the name for Pennsylvania is Penn's Woods. Sylvania means woods. William Penn is the man who from England was afforded the land rights, and that's how we have the name. So uh, I'm like a I'd, I'd like to think that like I'm a urban type cat. You know, I'm like I, I grew up around a, an urban environment, but I also spent a lot of time in the woods with different members of my family. So I have the best of both worlds in it. And this is all getting to uh, the fact that, like, I was brought up by a a father who, you know, was a municipal worker, but, like, worked for a water authority. And one of the the things as a kid that we used to do is we have a a reservoir out in the country that actually supplies our water um, in our town. And the original idea was to uh, create this reservoir and supply water for the entire valley making our city which used to be a steel magnet like beaver county where i'm located in aliquippa and beaver falls all around here during world war ii was a huge steel magnet we we created a lot of like the landing boats that went to go and fight the the nazis on d-day and um you know where the city is still because all the bridges now the place where i'm called is where i'm where i hail from is actually named after a bridge now what what's this all have to do now when i was a child i used to get to go out on this reservoir because my father patrolled it so that people fishing there couldn't pollute it you know or, or go there they didn't want it it was supposed to be like a, a preserve so i've been fishing there all my life um this place is located near like a really wooded area you could actually look it up on google if anybody you know doubts me but I'm, i don't know if it will come up but in the place that it's called the Ambridge Reservoir is in a place called Raccoon Township. And uh, there's a, a church called Service Creek Church Road that's out in Raccoon Township where the Ambridge Reservoir is. Now, since I was a child, I've hunted down the road from this place. Like since I was 12 years old to about 25 or six, I hunted every year. You know, I would go out and shoot deer. I'm not really into killing a bunch of animals. You know, that's not really the way, but when I was younger, you know, my father was into it. So I, too, was a woodsman. Um, I'm just explaining all of this to you so you just don't think I'm some some quack that, like, 
you know, I went in the woods once and saw a raccoon and thought it was a damn panther or something. You know what I mean? Like, so of all the thousand times that I've been to this place and been fishing, which, you know, I like, I'm really into bass fishing. Uh, I've never seen anything strange. Now, if you look online about that service church Creek road place that where the church is, they say that it's haunted and, um, there are like some American revolutionary soldiers buried there. You have like a, there's a, you get an eerie feeling being there, but I've never seen any ghost or nothing strange there. Nothing, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. They, there is like sometimes very strange storms that'll roll over you that I got caught in a couple of those that that was whack, but nothing out of the ordinary. So one time me and my buddy, Chris Kovac, I'm going to just throw his name out there. I, you know, I can't make it up. I just started chilling with this kid and we became cool. We go out to the reservoir and I'm fishing. I'm going to speed up the story. And I look down the shoreline, you know, after we're casting. And before all that, I heard something behind us. Now there's like a trail that kind of get like people will come out of the trail and it's like heavily traveled. And uh, so it's just a normal day. It's late in September. So like, if you could picture it, the the water was very low. So, where the bushes started and where the, the rocks were, there was a, a 15 to 20 foot area that was barren. You know, there was no shrubs, no nothing. It was, the water was drawn down. So fishing and it's like a tree beside me and me and Chris are standing there and uh, he had never been there. Okay. I'd been to the same spot a hundred times, even as a kid, maybe a thousand times. So it's, it was nothing new to me, but certain people because of how they used to patrol the lake think, Oh, we can't go fish here. So it's like, it's almost like a, a game reserve. You know, there's not a lot of people that go out there, but it's a heavily wooded area that people ride quads in, fishing, and um, like even ride horses. So, and I can't make this up. Me and Christopher are arguing, of all things, whether or not you can take a snowmobile across water. So I'll never forget it. So I'm telling him, nah, I don't know, man. You know, oh no, he's saying, yeah, it's possible. So we we're watching a video and sure enough, the guy takes the snowmobile. If you don't release the throttle snowmobile will tread and go straight across the water. So there's this noise, you know, from the snowmobile from his phone. So I'm, I'm casting. I look to my left and there's like a bank, a bank that, that curves. And I see this, this creature and now I'm flabbergasted. Now I see this thing. I double take. I triple take. I come to my senses and like I, I at this point I don't know my rod. I just dropped it. You know, like I'm a bass fisherman, so I cast, cast, cast. I like halfway drop my rod. Now I'm looking at this thing before anything happened, and the the video's still going with the snowmobile. Now I'm looking at this this creature and I'm trying to determine in my mental rolodex. What could this black creature possibly be? Like, it's not, it wasn't huge, but, you know, it was about, I don't know, three to four feet long. Had a, a and eventually it stood up, so I got a better look at it. And um, I, I'll describe more, but I'm looking at it and I'm, you know, what is this, a raccoon? It's not a bear. It's not a coyote. It's not, I'm thinking, what the hell is this thing? So, a couple years back, I was watching Monster Quest, and there's a guy from West Virginia that claims he saw a Black Panther, right? I remember that episode. 
Okay, so that intrigued the shit out of me because the guy said, I'm from West Virginia. Well, guess what, buddy? I'm from PA. That's right up the road. And if you go down the road, it's I-30. It actually leads from where I'm where I'm talking about to the, the mountains of West Virginia. So I never believed the guy because I'm a woodsman that, you know, I'm macho. I've been in the woods. And, bro, I'll level with you. Um I've never seen a bear in the woods. I saw two coyotes my entire life and I shot a shitload of deer, you know, mm-hmm. successfully harvested deer. So like, I'm not a rookie to being a woodsman, but I, it's not like I'm an Alaskan, you know, guy who's out in the wilderness every day. So I'm looking at this thing and now I realize, okay, it's a black panther. There, There's no other way to describe what I'm seeing. So my immediate thought was, holy shit, like, it, it's real, and it wasn't very far away, so it was like 35 yards at the most, maybe 25, bro, it wasn't like, it was a perfectly discernible creature, because the way the water was drawn down, and the space it had from the water to the bushes, being that it was so late in September, there was, you know, it was it was like a, not a drought, but there was, the water level was far down, so there was no obstruction to me seeing this thing, it was like, pretty close, so I see this thing and, you know, the first thing I, after I like came to terms with what I was actually seeing with my eyeballs, you know, and this is in reality, it's not like the thing that I thought I saw the thing that vanished in the thin air to where it wasn't tangible. I'm looking at a damn jungle cat, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? uh, I'm looking at a jungle cat. Now I turn to my buddy who's still looking at his phone with this, the video of the, um, the snowmobile and that sound is still uh, so i'm like bro like i i i have to get it so that it, it you know slot you seem like an awesome dude you believe most of the crazy shit that i say i'm sure maybe a lot of other people may or may not but all i needed in life was for this guy to see what i was seeing so that i knew that i wasn't crazy so i tap him hit him and i'm like bro He's like, yeah, yeah, you see, I was right. You can take the water. You know, you can't take the snowmobile across the wall. I'm like, bro, <laughs> damn all that. Like, I, like, had to shake him. Like, bro, like, pay attention. Look at this shit I'm seeing. So, yeah, it's crazy, bro. Now, now let me tell you, I partake in the consumption of marijuana, okay? I have since I was a youth, since I was about 12. I am no rookie, bro, Okay. Most people, I've dropped more bud than most people have smoked. I promise you that. So I wasn't under the influence. I wasn't drunk, just like before. Now, at the time, I, I had some some bullshit, too. So it was like I had maybe a headache. That was about it. You feel me? So now we're both looking at this thing now. Now I have his attention. And he goes, right, what is this? What is it thing? I'm like, bro, I don't like look. Just look at it. It's a fucking Black Panther, excuse my French. I'm like, what else is So we both see it, realize what it is. Um, it, He tells me, you know, I'm like, look at this thing, bro. It's majestic. Like, I never, I never thought something like this would, maybe that it could exist, but that I would be seeing it in such a um, visceral capacity, so close to me and so unabridged, like there was nothing blocking it. It was, it could have been nothing else but what I'm telling you, you know? I don't care if anybody believes me, but my man, Chris Kovac, it was next to me that saw it. So he's like, you know, 
uh, he's from Swickley, the, the rich place, and he's not like very bright. I could even say it's it's hard to say, but he's not he's on the edge of being slow. So he goes right to telling me, you know, he talks like he's shoot it, shoot it. Because like, I had the strap, you know, I don't go nowhere without the strap. I'm legal. Everything was good, right? And bro, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, no, it's funny, but it's. I, I got to tell these stories that I have in my life because I have a lot of wild stories, you know, like I knew a lot of wild dudes and seen a lot of things, but this was a crazy moment. So he shoot it, shoot it. I'm like, it, it's far away to, that I kind of wanted to shoot it, but not close enough to where it was going to kill us, you know? So I'm, I'm like, I'm the guy, oh, I'm big, tough. If I see the Yeti, if I see any type of creature, I'm dusting it, bro. Nah, all that shit came up out of me, man. I was more... It, I wasn't scared. It was just like, holy shit, this is real. Like, and I had even told him, I said, just look at it. It's majestic, bro. And like, like I was saying, I could care less if anybody believed as long as Chris saw it before, it, before in my mind, it darted into the bushes. Then I'm just some, another asshole with a story, but I could literally, I'll take a polygraph over this shit and, um, everything, bro. It's, but so I, I'll get back to the story. So we're looking at this thing, and I tell him I'm not going to shoot it. As soon as he turns off, now this sound is still playing from that snowmobile, the guy throttling the snowmobile. In that area, it's heavily wooded, but people always drive dirt bikes and quads and stuff. And I mean, I hate to admit it, but one time I was shooting into the woods around that bend I told you, and some dudes walked out of the woods like, oh, could you quit shooting at me? You know, so like... <laughs> It's funny, but I expected people to be back behind this cove, you know, where when we first got there, I told Chris I could hear something behind us, okay? Like, I, I think there's something behind us, to which there was no avail. Nobody came, no nothing. So why does this all matter? Now, as soon as that sound from, <laughs> from the um, snowmobile cuts off, this this jungle cat panther looks at us, you know, and I'm not making this up, bro. I have no reason to just be, oh, I'm a great storyteller. You know, I'm trying to embellish this stuff. It looks at us. Now I'm looking at this thing, bro. And like I was going to say, it was like three to four feet. It looked like a younger, like, male that would be pushed out of its territory. And after research I did, that seems typical to the, the ones that are more spotted will be like the younger males because uh, I'm not, like, too versed in it, but apparently... Um, when a, a young male is, is brought up, it gets pushed out by the dominant father cat mm -hmm. and it seeks out new territory. So after he cuts off the thing, it looks at us. We look at it and uh, I don't shoot it. He never took a picture. I don't know why the hell, but like, you know, personally, I was more mesmerized and froze than anything. Now I've been in some scary situations, almost dying in cars and, you know, uh, been in like let's just say life th threatening situations that maybe we'll we'll go get into that in later episodes but um i never felt my life was in danger but thinking back on it i think that this cat was behind us at one point that was what i, I heard mm -hmm. so this cat was big enough that if i hope that it jumped on his neck and not mine so maybe i could have shot it off him if but like we were right by the water but I think that this cat was smart enough to know that we were where it was. It was behind us. And then it looped around and sat down the shoreline. So 
there's no crazy story like, oh, it tried attacking me. I killed it, this and that, the blah, blah, blah. No, but the reason why I'm telling the story is, like I always say, anything is possible. I never thought that that was going to be a possibility or a probability that I would see this creature. But they're out there, bro. And um, this was something that I can't fabricate. Um, if I could call Chris right now or speak to him, he would tell you the exact same story I did in every detail down to him telling me, shoot it, shoot it, you know, in this funny ass voice. Cause he's like, you know, he's a cornball, bro. Let's just be honest. The kid, he, you know, it, uh, he wasn't hit through the situation and I was taking him out there to like show him new things. You know, his, I'm sure his father never took him to go fishing cause he's kind of fucking annoying, but I digress, bro. Um, so fast forward to deer season. Um, and uh, I'll never forget <laughs> a game warden comes up and uh, he tries dogging me and my cousin into putting our loaded rifles into the vehicle, which is, a, you know, you're not allowed to do that. So after I argue with him and tell him, like, no, we're not getting a warning, you told him to put the loaded gun in the vehicle. So it's your fault that it's in my vehicle, you know, and hit him because he was like with uh, like trainees. It was the guy a lady with an eyeball that looked like she had pink eye forever. It's the weirdest thing, like yeah. on some occult one eyeball shit. Um, she had a trainee and the guy had a trainee. Now, oddly enough, my um, uncle was actually a, a PA game warden back in the day and was reigned over this guy, like was his senior officer at one point. So after he reads my ID and sees who I am, you know, my I have like a very distinguishable name not like distinguishable, like I'm a big deal. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a hunky name, like a, you know, a white ass name, you know, not a lot of people have it's, you know, I'm Croatian. My name is Croatian anyways. I'm not fully Croatian, but my last name is. So what, what I'm getting at is I have the responsibility of telling a game warden, look, bro, I saw this creature at this lake up ahead, you know, because if something were to happen to where somebody that travels in that path, were to get attacked, I would feel responsible that I didn't at least um, tell this guy what I saw after, you know, he insulted me and tried trapping me and trapping me into getting a fine and everything. But he basically, like, rubbed me off, bro. Told me that what I saw wasn't what I saw. That, um, these things don't exist, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I know what I saw. Chris knows and we've told many people this story, which is why I wanted to tell you. Now, I don't have any other stories where, where like, you know, I was high-fiving aliens or anything, bro. I'm sorry. I'm not that interesting. But I did want to come on and tell you about that because I think that – not that it has a lot to do with anything, but I'm a very um, symbolistic and spiritualistic dude. And I don't know. You probably saw Apocalypto before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Jaguar Paul. Jaguar that's Paul. Yes, yes. What? what what happened though is they thought the man became the jaguar. So the mm -hmm. more I looked into it, this shit had a lot of you know uh, a symbolism, and I feel that like when you're on the right track, the universe will throw you bones or throw you loops. So that um, it, it's not that um, I was meant to see this thing, but by seeing it, it made me believe more in the, in that anything's possible, and then the fact that uh. I always thought that the guy from Monster Quest was just, you know, he's a kook. But now um, it, it, it taught me to look at things that people claim and to 
and and to speak on with a more open mind, whether I, regardless of whether I agree with it or believe them or not, if that makes any sense, because it was an actual moment, which I never thought that I would get to live out seeing something like that in the wild that was not supposed to be there. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't even know what to what to do in a situation like that. Um, because you know, out you know in California, you know we we get stories of of uh mountain lions and and, and leopard or cougars, you know, attacking people on trailways. Yeah, out of, they, they, out of, they never see it coming. It's always behind them. Because when you said you know you heard something behind you, that's Bro. typically how they attack their prey is they sneak up from you on you from behind. Um, I didn't know they were out that far east coast, and I know I've I read stories. You know, they've been seeing the Carolinas, Georgia, Florida. I didn't know they were <laughs> on the east coast like that far out. I was always thought I was under the impression it's in California, New Mexico, um, Arizona. Though the warmer clients, I didn't think it'd be you know they'd be out you know chilling on the east coast like that. So, yeah, I, yeah. It, it, it's very funny that you actually said that because I always like letting you know I. Sometimes I could ramble and go on and go on, but I really like a lot of the things you say, bro. Um, you really know your stuff, and it's it's crazy that you'll say things that I've thought, and that's something that makes me really um, attracted to your 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 page and make me want to come talk to you because what I was going to dwell into is that now I, me being me, even though I saw this thing, I'm still in disbelief. I'm still here sitting. You know, I, I was questioning my eyeballs at first, bro. Until, like, I wanted the kid next to me to see it, so I knew I wasn't just seeing things. So, um, it's funny you alluded to that, though, because in my research, they said that these things actually, in on that monster quest, um, there's people who said they've seen them in, in England also, which is strange. But oddly enough, they say that they originated in, in, in the mostly were found in um, Georgia and, and Florida, okay? And also, though, I've spoken to actual old heads, like, you know, 82-year-old men, and they said that it wasn't odd to see these Black Panthers in Cumberland, Maryland, or um, Deep Creek. So if I'm to believe that there is a breeding population, and what they say is basically that when the settlers first came here and uh, started having livestock, they started eliminating a lot of those big cats to the point that the brink of extinction but obviously instead of extinction 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 excuse my my you know my pronunciation um these cats moved to the mountainous areas and um in now in urban zoning and in the way that they're you know everybody wants to have a plot of land out in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. and all these subdivisions are being created it's forcing these animals to relocate and move and i believe now that there's um, nobody hunting them, they have no natural predators because not only do I believe it was behind me, but I believe it may have been in the trees. So I, I, as a hunter, I know, and I've spoken to people that that ticks have been a huge problem. I don't know if you know anybody but with Lyme disease. I know a few people with Lyme disease, yeah. Bro, that's, that's... before, you know, when I was a kid, that wasn't a thing. People weren't getting Lyme's disease. And then more and more as, as I got older, I remember I had an excavating job in a guy who was a soil scientist telling me, oh, I traveled to Montana and here and there. And he was an avid hunter. And he basically said ticks are worse now than they have been in the last 20 years. And it's strange that this has happened. But besides ticks, um, 
you know, coyotes are getting real bad. Like there's there's a huge coyote population, and I'm sure you know there, there's people in Malibu and everywhere, and Cali always, you know, mm-hmm. showing pictures. You know, it's becoming a, a problem. But what I'm getting at is there's no natural predators to stop these these uh, creatures, so they're going to start spreading out more and more. Well, now wouldn't wouldn't that lead to more contact between the big cats and humans you know because humans are always looking to spread out and branch and there's only so much uh hunting grounds these cats can maintain before at some point you encroach on its hunting ground and it's got to come at you know it's going to come for you i i'm surprised these these occurrences don't happen even more because I, like i said in california it's nothing to hear about a, a, a cougar jumping somebody once a month especially in the summertime like yeah, especially you know hikers. you hear that a lot. It's like oh, someone got attacked by a mountain lion, and it's or someone's dog got snatched by a mountain lion. Um, that's almost like a monthly occurrence during the warm months on the West Coast. So, and then a lot of it is because in the wilderness areas you have a lot of people building log cabins, moving and they're encroaching in their areas. So I'm surprised that I guess on the East Coast it's not as prevalent as it is on the West Coast. Well, I think that has to do with just a vast amount of woodland. So, like, it, you can look at a, at a piece of woodland, but it may it may be what only a square a square mile or you know whatever you want to, the, the acreage or, but um, until you're in the canopy and realize how much up and down there is, mm-hmm. like the elevation, the dips, and it, it you know I never thought that I would see that thing. And like I told the game warden, bro, I told him like, look, man, I I've uh, I've never seen a bear in the woods. And I've only seen two coyotes in all the years of hunting, but I managed to see this jungle cat on the on the uh, shore where I was fishing, where I've been a thousand times before. Um, Chris, Chris, it's the first time Chris was ever at this place. He probably thought we were at a game reserve or like, you know, we're at a private zoo or something. And I had to tell him like, bro, like, you know, you're never going to see something like that again in your life. Like this is the crazy man might be one of the craziest things that ever happened to you but so has there ever been reports before or after or after you guys since then no no and that's what's strange bro is that um that area is like there's a lot of people like when i was a child i would go back there with like when me and my buddy were 10 years old alone sometimes and like you there'd be an adult but we'd go back there and he would be on the other side of the cove and we would be walking alone so I mean, I look at it like, put it this way, bro. I used to like go hunting a lot and um, I don't as much. I, I I did this year just for like a day, but I used to be diehard and I used to sleep out in the woods. After I saw that thing, I would never consider sleeping in the woods, man. Like it gave me a more, um, like a, a, not that I'm afraid because I, like, I, you know, everybody has their own fears of things, but like, like I don't like spiders, you know, but. Oh, you and me, every who 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 does yeah, who doesn't I like could, <laughs> I, yeah, I could deal with them, but I'm not like definitely afraid of them. But like if they're on me, I got a problem with that. But um I never thought for once that I would see what I saw and that and that um I guess it's not so far fetched because it's just a, a a black mountain lion cat, or I don't know how you classify it because even the game warden said no, these things don't exist, but if you look back in the reports, they acknowledge that they did exist in, in old newspaper clippings and different things. And even if you go back and watch the monster quest, don't take my word for it. As I always say, uh, and like my boy, Phil, Phil Schneider said, when you listen to me, you got to put on your skepticals, not your spectacles. You know what I mean? 
be skeptical of the things I say, but go out and research them. And I, I'm not one to try to gain clout by saying I saw a jungle cat, bro. Like I'm not, you know, I don't have any more um, grandiose stories to tell you about. Uh, you know, maybe once I might have thought that I saw something was like a UFO, but it was just a very bright light on the wings of airplanes and stuff that I it looked like brighter than the sun. But like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, I've been abducted in Galactica and I traveled here and there. You know, I, I like I like believe that you can do a lot of things through your mind that, that people I think that that's one thing that people neglect is that their thoughts create their reality in such an instance that um, like if I tell you all to close your eyes and picture, you know, a beach with blue waves and a blue sky and a setting sun, you could do that. You know what I mean? So that's in your mind's eye, but you're, you're technically creating an image. And it's in my mind, it means that thought is traveling faster than the speed of light because you're creating a light image in your mind's eye. True. True. So a guy that thinks like that, it's not too crazy that I saw, you know, black Panther. I don't, you know, I mean, when you first told me about it, I, I got chills because, you know, I think about all the cryptids that I've, I've ever looked into. And I'll just be like, if I, I don't ever want to see none of them shits, never. I, I like talking about these stories. I don't ever want to see none of them things. <laughs> you know, I don't want to I don't want to be the one one of those few that that's seen. I don't want to be that person that's seen one. I'm good. Well, I'm good. I did. I, I love the people on your page, too, because one of the guys told me that I'm looking to Wendingos and I'm not going to front and say that, yeah, I know about Wendingos and this and that. But I researched what a Wendingo is. And it's strange that it said that that um, the entity that the guy thought I saw and it was a very good description of what I thought I saw. It said that those um, beings are attracted to like negativity or they're there to have shiftness or the, the energy of a place. And I think that it's funny that, like, the cop that actually got shot, he got shot in his vest, so he didn't die or anything. But um, it took them a while to catch the guy. But this cop was like a guy who would go around and harass everybody. So after this guy, and I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to tell people to go out and shoot cops or, go, you know, any of that. Don't get anything misconstrued or any, you know, anything like that, because they'll be breaking through my window for sure. But... What I'm saying is, is that it changed the entire energy of that guy's, um, the way he was being diminutive of the area. It's almost like this thing came to teach him a lesson to like, but you know, like you're saying, it freaked you out, bro. The, the guy that I was with, remember I told you when we thought we saw that, looked at each other and he was under the, influ- he, he was under the belief that it may have like been in the car, like went through the car, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and he was like a big tough guy, bro. He's like two fifty. You know, he could beat. He could. Whoop, I'd have no chance. You know, he's the type of dude you gotta. You gotta hit him with something or shoot that man. And he looked at me and he was scared. He was shook. You know what I'm saying? But I had it in my heart to know, man. Whatever this thing is, I'm gonna look. And it wasn't there. So another thing, all I'm trying to get at is that don't. Don't let them, those, and I know you won't because I'm sure you've seen a lot of crazy shit too, but you can't let those fears consume you. The things that you fear, that's what, you know, that's what, and it's almost like an attack on your reality. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I, and, and I don't know why it makes me think this, but I feel like that's why I always try to tell women and different people, they always want to watch the CSI and forensic files and 
this guy got murdered, that guy got murdered. That's it's such bad energy to be consuming. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, that's uh, why I don't watch the news. It's depressing. By the time you get depressing. to watch the news, I mean you 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 rate you rate a slit your wrist. It's just yeah. all doom and gloom. Yeah. And they don't they don't I mean very rarely do they project positivity. That's why I like and this is totally um unrelated, but like that's why I just I don't know the, if you know who the base god is, little B. Yeah. People, people support little B just because he's so positive. You don't have to like his music or like, but man, it's just a guy who, you know, he's just, he's a little weird. Like we can all agree on that, but it, I, I feel that he's so uh, in tune with how things are that he's just a beacon of positivity, which I can't be that guy. I'm just not in me. I got both sides to me, but people like him, I look to him like, man, he, he really figured out that like, that's what, he was put here to pour positivity into things because there's so much negativity, you know? Um, and I can appreciate that, bro. But, you know, as always, I appreciate you putting me on and letting me come and tell my story. Um, maybe where people will actually listen to me and think I'm not so crazy because I, most people I think do believe me when I tell the, the Panther story, but I honestly could, I could give a shit less than anybody in the world would believe me besides the kid who was next to me because he was actually there with me. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, you know, still to this day, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That's what I even told him when he told me, you know, you got to shoot this thing. And, and it's funny, but not to get too emotional, but besides when he told me to shoot it and, you know, I'm the big tough guy that wants to shoot everything. Um, I had a sense of like, the majesty of this creature um and it was it was exposed to me for a reason like i told you and it's to to realize on my quest of searching through all this occult shit is that anything is possible it was like a sign and a symbol to here it is right in your face man like maybe i can't believe in the thing that i saw across the road because it was so brief and uh fleeting mm-hmm. this is an experience that was man i wish he would have taped it and Honestly, after speaking to the game warden, I wish I would have shot it and killed the damn thing because he and I don't because I would have, you know, I can't take it back. But one of the things that I thought was if this cat was behind us, maybe it was cognizant enough to know that it shouldn't attack us. So I'm going to have the decency to acknowledge it as a being without trying to harm it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And yeah. the weirdest part of it all is that, and I, I'm, I'm trying to round back to how I said they don't have natural predators. And it said this on the monster quest and a lot of other things I looked into when it realized that the, the um, tape cut off and um, we weren't like on a quad or a dirt bike. Cause I think that's why it was like kind of minding its business. And like, it was like looking out into the water, which is very weird, but like, it was like licking its paw, looking into the water, bro. I cannot make this shit up. You know what I mean? When I first saw it. Then when the, the tape cut off, it looked right at us. Then after the tape completely cut off and it, like, stared us down, which it had, like, you know, it was, like, sleek but real fuzzy in areas. Like, its its shoulders and back was, like, fuzzy. Um, after all that, it just walked away real slowly and calmly. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't skirt, like, oh, I got to get out of here. He was like, this is my shit. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm going to walk away slow. Y'all are here. You're in my spot. But know that this is my shit. Like, it wasn't, it didn't flee from the scene. It was there. Like, it 
as as quickly as it appeared, it vanished. You know what I mean? And that was it. And b- before I get back off topic, and we'll head to that, you know, the little bit that I feel I know about Michael Jackson and just the little weird stuff that I can prove through the people that I knew that I have a little knowledge about that situation. Um, it's funny to me that, and I said this to the game warden that, you know, what, what's, what's, um, Pitt, what is our, our team mascot? What is Pitt? Georgia Bulldogs, Florida, uh, Florida Gators. Gator, yeah. Know? Guess what it is. Pitt Panthers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, Okay. You're just saying. You're just saying. Oh well, and, and Pitt was founded in the 1800s. I'm pretty sure. So like, you get what I'm saying, bro. Mm-hmm. They throw the shit right in our face, and it's not to say that everybody's gonna go out and see a panther if they sit in the woods long enough. But this is something I saw with my own eyes. So I wanted to come on and address it, man. I, you could look into symbolically what it means to see the the black panther, and like I said, in Apocalypto, it meant so much that the black panther came, and that's when he turned around and started fighting back. And um, I feel that that was one of the turning points to me. That after I did more research on people like Bill Cooper, Phil Schneider, and all these people who expose all this different crazy stuff including other people, you know, such as yourself. I, I watched a lot of your videos, not before, but since, you know, I, I caught on to you, I've been doing my research. But the more and more you research, you find that it's all congruent and it's not so hidden if you, you know, you seek out and look for it. So I wanted to hone my skills and maybe I'm still not the best speaker, but I wanted to come and share some of my stories that I feel relate to the occult or um, have some occult or hidden knowledge to pass on to certain people and how, you know, all these things tie together. I feel like just in my personal life, that was a moment to me that I, I really in in um, visceral 3D form saw that anything is possible. That's what's up. I, I, quick question. So the tick um, upright or the tick explosion over the last 20 years, do they, what, do they have any causes as to, to why or, or what? Uh, oddly enough, bro, you know that they say possums eat ticks. That's one of the only, um, and I don't want to talk about this like I'm some great expert, but I, someone told me that possums eat ticks. Now, what I think happened, and it's strange you asked this question, because like my father's, he has a very clouded past to where like I looked into his past. He did the mistake of making me do one of his resumes once. And he had some interesting things about working in Harrisburg and with IBM. And I'm not going to get too into that, but that was all bullshit. You know, he went to work in Harrisburg and for IBM for other reasons. But that was around the 1966, 67, maybe around there. And he quit shortly after. He, like, didn't stay there for too long. But um, I, I alluded to before, he's the reason why I have so much uh, knowledge on that area. Now, He's like a really wise guy, like not like you know, he is half Italian, but he's not like a wise guy, a wise guy. But he he taught me a lot of things that I know, but he doesn't believe one drop of the bullshit that I tell him, like nothing about the cult, nothing about conspiracies. He's a 1950s hard nosed. This is the way it is because that's the way it is. You know, go get a job type dude. I don't believe any of your crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So but one of his and it's funny you asked me this one of his big um. He well, one of the things he thinks is that insurance companies um, 
released and had bred coyotes, which they, I, I think there was an article or something that proved this, that they were finding coyotes with like barcodes on their lips and shit. But what he told me is that these coyotes were released and uh, allowed to breed besides the fact that it's getting warmer, you know, and, and the mortality rate probably is lowering because it's getting warmer, more coyotes and animals are living. But with more coyotes comes less turkeys, comes less squirrels, comes less opossum, comes, you see what I'm saying? All these, um, all these other animals, they're, um, they're basically killed off not by, by not only the, the, um, coyote, because those, you know, that's the natural predator, a lot of those creatures, but by these ticks that are carried by the coyotes and different animals because of the climate not that and I, i'm not gonna say climate change like it's all humans fault that you know or us humans fault that's a different you know the greenhouse gases um but i believe like the earth works in cycles and it's naturally going to get warmer and colder no matter what no matter what we do there's going to be periods where it's very warm and there's going to be periods where there's ice ages i just believe that that's the way the earth works in cycles now i'm not going to say that maybe or carbon dioxide um, output doesn't have something to do with that because that's a whole nother debate with, you know, clean coal and <laughs> you know what I mean? Bro, uh, it, it's so funny that I, I know I get so side sidetracked, but all this is related, bro. If you know, like you, well, you know, as well as I do that um, the utility companies, insurance companies, it's all like a huge industry now in America. But before I get too off topic, what he told me is that he believes that these coyotes were released to actually kill deer because the deer are one of the main causes of auto accidents in wooded areas and in the East Coast. I don't know if it's so much so in other places, but it's an actually, uh, if you think about it, it's not so far-fetched that he would think that and um, besides the tick population explosion, I feel like the coyotes um, have subsequently exploded because the elimination of uh, those, the, the, the other carriers and, and those possums that, that would eat those ticks and the other things that would eat those ticks, those are more and more being devoured by those coyotes populations who've exploded. And um I can't speak too intelligently because I'm, you know, I don't have a lot to do with conservation or anything, but that, I think it's funny that somebody like my dad would think that that was a viable conspiracy with the, the coyotes being released and how besides the climate change and it being warmer, like, or, um, or winters aren't as cold, you know what I mean? There's no mm -hmm. deep freeze. Now it's really cold right now, but for a sustained period of time. And like, I don't know, I'm 30 years old, bro. I was around for the um, snowstorm in 93, the blizzard of 93. And I don't know how bad it affected your area, but there was places with three feet of snow. Uh, there hasn't been a winter like that in a long time. You know, you'll have snow here and there and it'll get cold, but we've had very patchy winters. A couple winters ago, there was no snow underground at all. It was like spring. Yeah, so, for me, the, the last few winters have been just ridiculously cold cold than i ever you know even as a little kid it was never winters like this so um definitely the weather's 
been ratcheted up a bit over the last, I say, maybe decade or so, to my knowledge, from what I can recollect, you know, as, from, you know, winter as an adult versus winter as a kid. I, I, I hate winter. As a kid, I liked it. Now, as, well, as, as a kid, I, I, I can't stand it. I, I hate snow. I hate cold. I hate it all. So Yeah, it was fun when you got the sled down the hill, but, you know, that it, it all gets very old after a while. But, yeah, and I mean, we could get into uh, the heart you know, the, the weather, weather modification with that, which they've been doing since the seventies, that's been, you know, that's been, uh, all put out into the open now, but like with the, I'm sure you, you know about the harp situation with the, um, the satellite array or whatever you want to call it up in Alaska that they have. Um, I, I've been, uh, explained to you before and I'll, I'll get into this and then we'll talk about the Michael Jackson stuff, but, um, with harp, I've, I've been, um, besides the chemtrails and weather modification, all the things they do at chemtrails, and that's like a whole nother topic of fringe uh, things. I used to, I like back in the day was in a beef with Facebook guys who like claimed to be like a chemtrail group that they were, we're spreading chemtrails to save the earth. I don't know if it was like a, like they were spoofing or, you know what I mean? Trying to troll people. But like I used to get into it with these guys so much so that I had to just, chill off of Facebook like the, you know it wasn't a joke to me but from what I'm I'm told about weather modification and you know we're talking about weather now that it all has to do with the ticks and different wildlife scenarios is I believe that they can modify the weather create hurricanes and do other things and even Phil Schneider alludes to this but how exactly they do it is is very interesting to me they have um it works on like like you said. It's funny because it, it works with frequencies. Um, what they do is they send out a frequency wave that correlates with on these different air force bases or different bases, military bases. And this is in America. I'm saying they have this all over the world. I'm sure at this point, but um, they send out this signal from Alaska and Harp. And this is you know you could look all this up, but and it'll correlate with a. Uh, uh, a different air force base or a base that sends out a signal that they have in a similar array that um creates a uh, i in the ionosphere okay this is like high above you know what i mean the atmosphere in yeah it's up that layer of of the uh, atmosphere and exactly it, yeah and man to me if they have all this technology bro then you would think that they could sway things to go one way or another, or who knows, maybe they, they cost Katrina. I don't know. You know, maybe Harvey was man-made or, or, um, the hurricane that, what was it? Sandy to hit the East coast. Um, when you start hearing these different things, you wonder why things are the way they are. Do they really want depopulation? You know, is that one of their, uh, end games? But, uh, what I was getting at is this, if they have weather modification, then why can't they just, you know, change it? Or, or if that is what they're doing, they they um should be more responsive or or figure it out a little, um, precisely, so that the variables aren't as visible. If that makes any sense? Because I, I think that yeah. yeah yeah it's like more more and more like you see the things that are happening. And, yeah, you may say it's cold where you're at, but to me, like, it's warm here. But at, at one point, I don't know if you, you know, people say that um, Pennsylvania was a, a 
tropical rainforest. And uh, the proof of that, besides the fact that, you know, California and Texas were big in oil production, like petroleum production. But in the 1800s, late 1800s, Pennsylvania was one of the leaders. And we have all the, you know, Pennzoil, Pennzoil Automotive, Sinclair. There was a lot of petroleum production going on in PA. And um, one of my old biology teachers told me that um, it had a lot to do with the fact that we used to be a, um, a rainforest, a tropical rainforest. And um, one of the, the things he told me that, that was proof of that is the fact that there's so many ferns in the deciduous forests in North America. And not only PA, I'm sure, you know, surrounding areas were also rainforests. But I find it odd that in the deciduous forests, there are a lot of ferns, which are uh, typical with a more tropical climate or uh, coniferous rainforest, or not coniferous rainforest, a coniferous forest. So um, when you consider certain things like that, uh, what I'm getting at is that the climate had already changed since since then and i'm sure it will change after but now they say that we have technology to alter the way that um the weather goes so um certain problems arise such as the tick problem or the coyote problem and maybe the answer is actually modifying the weather to make it colder you know what i mean mm -hmm. as much as as much as we cold, um biologically you're going to have problems of, of mortality rates and uh, more coyotes are living, which means more ticks will live. You know what I mean? Th those ticks won't die and won't die in the deep freeze. Interesting. Interesting. But it it's just strange because so many people are having Lyme's disease now. And it's not like people are getting it being in the woods. They're like cutting grass or like, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, the I'm first in collecting time, glass bottle. The first time oh, I ever heard about it was a old girl from MTV. Uh, the series they used to do where they all they put a bunch of people into in the house together. The one girl had Lyme disease. That's the first time I ever heard of what Lyme disease was. And I forget her you name. Mean, but You mean real world? Was yes, the real. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think it was real yeah. world Seattle. And the one young girl had Lyme disease and she had, I guess she was having an outbreak or a uh, uh, pretty, pretty bad flare up. And she's like, I have Lyme disease. And I was like, what the fuck is Lyme disease? And she's crying and shit. I was like, Wow. That was, yeah, it was, what is that, 95, 96, I, I first heard of that? So, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, even as a kid, like I said, I was hunting since I was, like, 12, bro. Back then, like, they wouldn't be, there wasn't as many ticks. Like, I, I, I could tell you personally, because I used to spend a lot of time walking through the woods to go fishing or this and that. And, um, and I remember, like, four or five years ago, I was walking through the woods, and I had like on an orange marshmallow suit, you know, like fully exposed orange so I don't get shot by accident because there's a lot of dumb rednecks where I live. But, um, you know, I'm trudging through the woods and I look down and I think there's like briars on me, you know, like little, those little sticky balls. And uh, I look down and they all start moving. I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I, like I said before, I'm not afraid of too many things, but when you look down and you see, 20 to 30 ticks moving around on your clothing boy i called my you know i like ran up out the woods but i called my buddy as i was doing and i told him like i don't know how much you like deer meat or want to you know shoot an animal today but like 
you could count me out, my man. Like, you know, I'm not getting ticked down and getting Lyme's disease just to chase a deer around the woods. Like, you're crazy. But ever since then, that was, I don't know, five, maybe six years ago at the, at the longest. I never, like, looked at, um, the, you know, I never wanted to be in the woods as much since mm-hmm. then. And it's it's strange that you've heard of the same things, you know. Like it's it's obviously a nationwide thing that maybe because it's getting warmer. Even though, like, where did you? What state are you in? Though it, that, in, it just right now I'm in I'm back in Illinois. But okay, even, even the tick the tick situation out here is it's few and far between. You know. See, and I think that I don't know. Maybe that's something to do with um. Obviously, we're not like we're on the same meridian line almost or latitude line. I forget. <laughs> Yeah, longitude goes up and down latitude. We're on almost, I'm sure we're pretty close on the latitude line, but um, I can only imagine like maybe in the South, it's even more of a problem. I'd like to, you know, if any of the viewers want to comment about it and if they know anybody who had Lyme disease or, you know, tell about or even yourself, because man, I was even a couple months ago, I was in a um, Asian restaurant that I, you know, I'll go and eat miso soup and rice there. There was a guy that, I overheard him and, you know, he pulled up his leg and his whole leg was all tore up. And I was like, damn, man, like and we were having the same conversation you and I were. And he was cutting his grass and got clipped. You know what I mean? And now the, for the rest of his life, he, you know, he has to take uh, medication so that his organs don't fail, basically. Mm. So, it, you know, it's no joke. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's true that, true that. So, um, your connections to MJ. Oh, don't man. mind to that. And you don't have to go this too crazy with it, but you know, whatever you feel like this, talking about. This is a good one. It's kind of. I mean, it's not like a great story, but um, uh, I I watched some of your videos, and like a lot of people think that he may still be alive, and I'm not here to speak on whether he's alive or not. I think I'm under the impression he did die, but maybe he didn't, you know, I'm not here to say he did or or, or did not die, but I'm here to tell you that what I know from the people I know and the things I know, um, personally. So, um, I guess how I want to start this is that in, I went to college for like three years and dropped out Kanye West style, you know, realized that it wasn't for me after I paid all the, you know, student loans and got FAFSA and all that. But anyways, one of the people who I met while I was at college was a a lady who, um, the more I knew her, I came to find out that her family was highly involved with um, the, like a crime family, basically, you know, and we could talk more about this. And if I have to, I'm not really going to say their names. I'm not into that. No, 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 no. By all means. No, yeah. No, no. That's okay. yeah, no, yeah. And I'm not into like trying to gain fame, but I will, I am going to speak on um, who the uncle's name is because he's a public figure and you can look this up. And like, I never believed this girl, but um, this girl was like, she had her, her issues and her family's very intriguing. I knew other people and, uh, associates that I've had that know who her family were and uh, they're kind of a big deal let's just leave it at that but anyways uh, she used to say that like uh, yeah I knew Michael Jackson I know Michael Jackson I met Michael Jackson I'm okay okay girl like I knew she was really really rich and this and that but she used to say my uncle Tootie my uncle Tootie Frank my uncle Frank okay 
who the hell are you talking about? She talked to this guy. Oh, he's in Tennessee right now. He, you know, he's in Music City. You know, Tennessee's like huge for producers and shit, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who's your uncle? Over the time, I find out who her uncle is. Her uncle worked with the Doors, with um, these guys, those guys. You know what I mean? Huge names like Bob Dylan. So I'd always just rub her off like, you're full of shit. You know, like, there's no way. What happened? My uncle's this, my uncle's that. So I, eventually I find more out her uncle's name. And, that, and I'm just going to say his name and not allude to her family and how it's all connected. But I'll tell you how it's connected, but not, you know, precisely. You could, I'm, I'm going to sort of speak in code. But so her uncle was a guy, which I've heard her on the phone with him before he died. He's dead now. But his name was Frank DeLeo. You know who Frank <gasps> DeLeo was? Yeah. So, like, bro, you're like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know too much interesting, cool shit. But, like, for me to... And it's not like I ever met him or anything. But I met, like, other members of her family and have various crazy... He was, uh, he was Mike's manager at one point. Like... He was Mike's manager, bro. So, I go from thinking that this bitch is a quack, which she's, like, off the wall nuts. Like, I'm a crazy dude. People think I'm crazy and I'm far out. She was hyper-anxiety. You know, she had... She was crazy. She's full-blooded Italian crazy. Okay, so... But she wasn't lying. Frank DeLeo is her uncle, okay? Frank DeLeo, for all you who don't know, and I'm just, you know, we're just going to have a little bit of fun with it, I guess, for now. And I'm going to piece together my suppositions and why this all correlates. But um, Frank DeLeo was the guy, do you remember, what the hell was the Mike Myers? Mike Myers, Wayne and Garth. What was that? It's like slipping my mind. That oh um um uh Wayne and Garth party time Wayne's World Wayne's, Wayne's World. World and then he was in Michael's uh that one movie uh, Captain Emo or not Captain Emo what was it called it was only shown at Disney and Disney yeah, Epcot I, Center he played I, the guy with the, the had the sunglasses with the ponytail that's him and and exactly oh my god see I don't even have to say the shit out of my mouth for people to realize I'm telling the truth so. This guy, Frank DeLeo, was the manager of all things for Wayne's World. He was like playing himself, basically. Yeah, but yeah, he was, sure a, was. Yeah, yeah, he was a guy with the brick phone, the phone that was bigger than his head, and yeah. the ponytail and the gray suit, okay? Now, um, I don't need to extrapolate by what I said with this girl's involvement with and who her uncle is for you to you see this picture I'm painting and with his name. You get what I'm saying? Bro? I'm already... That they were a family. I'm already there. So, so you know by what I'm saying that they, they, this uh, organization had their hand directly in the direction, financials, and every fucking thing else. Excuse my French. That that Mike Jackson had to do with, and like knowing what I know, bro. Like the type of. All what what I know, what what you know, what I could never like betray or talk about all the shit that I know that they have to do with everything. If that makes sense, like I'm not a member or anything like that. I'm not here to say that I'm something I'm not. But I'm telling you that that was enough for me to be like, wow. So this girl who claims her uncle is this and that, and I never believed her. He actually is that guy, and it's funny because he also played Tootie. The fellow, Paul Cicero's brother. That's right. Yeah, he sure did. Short fat guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never believed her. You know, I'd be like, "There's no way that you're." So one day, 
uh, I used to have the picture too, bro. But there was a picture of um, Frank, this girl's mom, which she was, you know, she's a beautiful lady when she was younger. And her when she was a child, Mike Jack, Mike Jackson, you know, with his damn glove on and his shiny blazer and everything, posed behind, but besides, you know, her and Frank in, in pictures. And she's showing me these pictures in her house. So you know, I'm not going to beat on, on my fame angle too much, but why am I speaking about this? Okay, so um, Frank died like three months after Mike Jackson died or apparently died or whatever the hell you want to talk about. But one of the things that I found odd is that um, the This Is It, it movie. Do you, you, you remember that? I remember, yeah, yeah. Okay, and they also... And they did this with Tupac, but they wanted Michael Jackson to do a holographic world tour. I don't know if he did that or not. But whether I know he there died were talks or... for it, yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember they they, they were talking about it pretty it was pretty live, live Nation or something yeah. like that, where they mm-hmm. have a hologram. And I mean, Jesus, if that isn't like you know all the things we're talking about coming to fruition, I don't know what it is. Where you're actually going to go to a live concert and watch a guy who's dead apparently as a hologram perform a performance art that's you know high level ai shit you know what i'm saying they're creating virtual realities in uh 3d basically so uh what i was getting at though is that apparently mike jack like what he was going to do is he was going to have that tour right and um it's supposed to be a huge world tour which like he signed into and then they backed out of do you remember that well, yeah, it was 30 dates, and then they raised it to 50 dates. And I know the insurance company behind it um, had to put in the clause in case he died oh, for the see. tour. And uh, it was see, fun. you're hooking me up. See, see, some of these things I don't know. I'm not here to say I'm an expert on the situation, but you can piece together and make suppositions and like see the broader picture. But if he was supposed to go on all these dates, right? And then all of a sudden, uh, Conrad Murray comes along and um, administers him propofol, and he some, somehow dies. That's the picture they wanted to paint out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody even said Joe, how strange Joe Jackson was acting, how uh, like how strange the sisters were acting. And I'm not here to make crazy sweeping suppositions. I don't know if the man's dead or alive. I honestly. It's none of my business, but I will tell you that I think it's odd that her uncle died three months after Mike Jackson supposedly died. And he would have been one of the only people besides Mike that actually knew the true story of what was really going on. Because what I believe is that once he reneged on those um, tour dates, that was the beginning of the end for him because... Um, I think it also has to do with him owning his own masters. Yeah, there's, it was a, it was ugly. They wanted the shit back basically at the end of the day, and they pretty much got it. Only reason, and my basis for believing he's still alive, because after watching that that Larry King interview of the Dave 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 Dave, yeah, and I'm sitting here like, because clearly, if you see the original Dave Dave, he's a little short dude, you know, just unassuming yeah he got the he's a burn victim and all but just physically his is uh the way he's built and then versus the dave dave you saw on larry king i mean clearly because mike had had wide shoulders you know um and just it just and mike like loved to go out out in the public 
in disguises and people, you know, would laugh at, at the stories they would tell him always going yeah, out yeah. in disguises and shit. And then when I saw the, the footage of Dave Dave after Larry King, he was on the doctor's show. Two totally different people. I mean, it's, it's physically, you know, I mean, yeah, you can fake a burn mask, whatever, and makeup and shit. But um, I've always been of the of the ilk that he agreed to give up everything to walk away from it. You know, that that's just that's me. Now, I could be wrong, but, no, I'm, you know, I, I could... and, and then, you know, the stories that, you know, he was really burned pretty bad. Um, from the original accident, the Pepsi commercial, um, a lot of plastic surgery, whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, man, that the, the Dave Dave shit, two to- two weird. different Dave Daves. Yeah, clearly, clearly, you know. I, I mean, I I did catch that same vibe, bro. And you got to understand that a guy's been in show business all his life, and we're acknowledging that at one point he looked like a young black man, and then became somebody that was of a pale, more pale white complexion over time. Mm-hmm. And he he already was privy and um, had all the the doctors that he would need and all the money that he would need to make anything happen. Um, and like like you just said we can't sit here and say, oh, I know definitively this is what happened or that's what happened. But when you understand all the players that are involved in his management and um, the business itself, which I'm sure you obviously, like I listened to a lot of your videos and how you said you went to the party with the crazy girl from LA before and seen all the wild shit and, you know, just different things, bro. You you probably know better than I do or than a lot of people the, the strange things that could go on or, the um, conspiracies that could evolve sur- surrounding somebody's death of that magnitude, you know, with that many um, outside forces having something to do, whether it be, you know, his beef with Sony or his management or his own, um, his own intuition of wanting to be out of the machine, you know, out of the machine that he was forced into since a child, you know, that dude had no, he had no real say whether, he wanted to be a child star or not. He was on the Jackson five. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. the biggest group of all time. And it is funny. And I don't want to, you know, bring his name through the dirt, but that girl, you know, and I'll, I'll just tell you this personally. She was like, you know, she would have to eat Xanax for anxiety or whatever her problems. You know, if I eat, try to eat one of those, I'll be asleep for three days. Bro. Oh, no, I, have a I know a few. Yeah, yeah. I know a few people that just, you know, eat yeah. the pills. They don't, they don't, that's all they eat are pills. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then like, you know, I could drink, I could put them down, but I don't a lot. I prefer to, to medicate, you know, and I don't feel there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're like responsible. And you know, we're, we're in an era where everybody's adults, you have your own poison. But like she alluded to me before that it was nothing for Mike Jack to have uh 30 Zans in a day, bro. You know, 30? Yeah, it, it, 30? it happens. Bro, I mean, and I could see how you could amount of tolerance, but like, bro, you, you give me a, any little bitty baby piece and I'm out for days. Like, you know, and Michael Jackson wasn't a huge guy. So like, maybe, maybe he, he did fake his death. Maybe this guy was administering propofol because that was the way that he, you know, had to get out of his pain and, and he actually did die. Now, I don't know that the conspiracy lies in whether he's dead or not. I think it more or less lies into what happened to all the money, you know, or um, like you said, there, there was a lot of people that were upset with him, you know, 
how far-fetched is it that they could have sent this celebrity doctor in to do their bidding um, and then recoup. And, and what I was alluding to earlier is they had the This Is It movie. The This Is It movie was compilations of his rehearsals for those tour dates. Yeah, and even though it was a, it's clearly backstage footage. I mean, they that shit was was all. I think it's shown on thirty five hundred theaters across the nation at one point. I mean, Huge. it was. It was it, I it mean, was, bro. Other, I mean, they other, out of it. Yeah. Other than like Thriller, Madonna, and the Beatles, and Elvis, like how many people have done numbers like Mike Jack, bro? Like you know, he was a diamond artist and um. He had all these huge contracts, and at the end, like, we're just to believe that he was going to do a tour date and then died, got killed, or faked his own death. And then uh, what happened? Why did they press that movie? You know, why was there a movie made that, like, they should have just let it go? Why did they put him in the um, the form of a, they wanted him to be a holograph and perform? It's just like, well, you know, even if you fake your own death. They're going to eventually do the hologram. I mean, it's just a matter of time. And you can imagine um, that con- those concerts will sell out quickly. They, they when will, they do it, so. And, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing a Tupac. I, would, I mean, I've seen the man. <laughs> I've seen the man rehearsal. Ooh, damn, what year was this? I, I had a friend that uh, was working for one of the lead composers. And uh, we just so happened to be in town. He was like, "Hey, I'm doing MJ shit. Come, come!" And we we're like, "Way too far." I mean, we're at the, we're in nosebleeds, and we're just and I see him down there and shit. He's doing his little thing and shit. And um, I would I would go to a fucking hologram. I mean, that's the closest I ever get to seeing him in performance. You know, unfortunately, yeah. you know, damn right. Even like a Bob Marley one. Imagine being at a Bob Marley one. You know, I don't. That would be amazing. Uh, any of those people really but it, it's something that you know that with technology is making that a possibility but like like i guess to wrap it up with the mike jackson shit is that um just by what i told you that's a direct connection to um I, i'm sure that people at this point understand that how um the occult has their hands on any everything and anything one way or another but that was a a personal connection that i had to that girl who that was her uncle and you know i thought for all those years she may have been bullshitting but sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction and it's not like i never even met the guy but the fact is is that you know um they were very close this this girl and and her uncle and um it's just to me it's crazy that he was involved with who he was and uh such a big manager of, of a world a global pop star you know what i mean and it's you know without saying it, i'm sure you realize what i'm saying but they they got the, the black hand has their hand in, in a lot of things, everything you know? everything everything so true so true but, yeah man i don't know if you want to take some questions or just want to talk in general uh, uh man i saw some of your recent videos about um you posted it. it wasn't it was the illionaires one or it wasn't yours but it was on the um what's her name kamala harris or oh yeah I, you know it's for i'm glad to see everyone like do their due diligence and and see the truth about her i'm glad everyone's kind of 
waking up in, in that regards. But the sad part is, I mean, y'all don't already put energy into this woman like that for even get to the position. I mean, she was the, you know, um, district attorney, attorney general for, for, you know, for California for how long? And you were just now finding out about her policies as far as incarcerate, incarceration rates, um, not one to pr- uh, prosecute um, uh, police brutality cases, uh, not to mention the, the, the sex abuse charges she covered up for the, the San Francisco Archdiocese. Like, yeah, I remember. She's that. already, y'all had a month, had a decade to do something about her. Y'all waited 10 years too late. And now all of a sudden, y'all want to wake up and be like, oh, she's evil, she's bad. Okay. I mean, I, I appreciate the effort, but you guys are a decade late. With yeah. Hey, I, you know, bro, uh, all people's truths come to light. And I feel like nowadays in the information era, they can't hide their dirt as easily as they used to. That is true. And, and um, like, I still ask people, well, what the fuck happened to Seth Rich? Excuse my French. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now they don't talk about Seth Rich anymore. Um, and I'm not like a oh, I think that the Republicans are the most holy, you know what I mean? I think mm. all politicians are blood-sucking maggots. Like, you know, politics is many blood-sucking ticks. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what it is. It's a vampiric system, which I feel like, you know, in America, it's it's ran as a corporation nowadays. There's not a lot given back to the good as a whole besides defense, and that's another story. But, um, if you look into like even you know look up the Clinton body count, you'll find out a lot of crazy things, man. Just there's so many instances and coincidences that occur, such as Seth Rich that like, you know, after a while you got to realize like if this was the guy that was speaking to Julian Assange, mm-hmm. and, and and uh everything that came out is basically what he died for. It came out anyways. But he got whacked and like it's they just swept it under the rug, you know. Um, I find it highly I don't know any robber or street dude that's gonna splow you at four in the morning and not run your pockets and take your watch or you know what I mean, at least yeah. take you it is just strange, the whole circumstance, along with a lot of other circumstances involving uh the DNC, but like like I said, I'm not here to pick sides, bro. I really, I don't, I don't want to get in too much of the politics, but I did no, watch the video. You're, you're good, yeah. But I mean, but like, I'm, I'm happy to see people kind of, you know, actually do some, some, some research. It's great and all, but like I said, people had a decade to, to do some about her. So, um, but no, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna keep you up much longer, bro. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up because I gotta, my, I think my daughter wants some attention, so. Um, I want once again. I want to thank you uh, for, for you know for coming through. Um, you got anything you want to say? Anything you want to plug? Anything? I mean, this is you know whatever. Yeah, you, no. yeah. The only thing I'd like to plug is that pay attention to my man Sly. You know, listen to the things that he's dropping because more and more, like I said, the truth will continue to come to light. And um, I hope I'll be back to touch on more topics in the future. But like once again, when you're watching us and me specifically put on your skepticals your your skepticals not your spectacles okay don't take my word for it research everything that i say and um i'd like to thank you for giving me the time to come on i'm glad we got to do the video conference and uh that was my fault i thought that my 
device still had Hangouts and it didn't, you know, us Apple users. But uh, okay. I'm not we gonna figured sh- it out. I'm not going to shame you for being an Apple user, bro. It's okay. It's I okay. had Android. I had the Android for years, so, you know, <laughs> if it ain't one, it's the other. Right, right, right. My man, my man. I do. Once again, I, I I humbly thank you for for coming in. Like I said, man, the Fridays that we gonna we gonna rock out with you. You know what I'm saying. So as long as um our schedules permit, man, the Friday the Friday nights are yours. So I'm I'm good with that. I'll be back on, and I think eventually one of these Fridays I actually have a book, which is, and I'm gonna be very brief, but I had a book that um dealt with um suppressed inventions about frequencies and everything else, and that's one of the first things I discovered where that that Victor Schauberger, you know, the diamatic levitation and all that stuff. Okay. But I'm actually gonna one of the things I want to do is just flip through the book, and then I'm gonna do my own research, and then I'm gonna address one of the topics that this book has because it's a really old book, but it's about suppressed inventions. Okay, nice. So I think that might be a good topic to and I'd like to pick your brain about a lot of this stuff too, man. I do a lot of talking, but you know, I was telling the Panther story and got carried away because I I still get worked up about it. But man, you you really know your shit, man, more and more. Like it, it's refreshing, like I said before, to find like minded people. And um I can't thank you enough for the opportunity, my brother. Hey, same here. Always, always, my man. My man Ryan, that's my man Ryan. You guys, um, yeah, we're gonna make this a, a weekly. Try to make this a weekly thing. Worst case, bi-weekly. As far as the uh, the Friday night occult talk. So, once again, Ryan, thank you, sir. And um, you know, like I said, enjoy the rest of your weekend, man. We're gonna we're gonna wrap real soon. Bless ups, bro. My brother, same to you. Yes, sir. Peace, man. Peace. Yo, um, I'm sorry, everybody. I couldn't get to the comments. Um, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Um, that's my so like my, my man Ryan. I like when he comes through. I like his energy, and uh, he he talks about the things that you like, like you guys want to hear. And um, you know, because I I get sometimes I get lazy and I stray from the shit. But I'm gonna try and do this every Friday with Ryan. And um, so I, I like I like um, I like the format with that. So uh, with that being said, I do thank you guys for the super chats um friday wherever the fuck you at thank you um miss b sis thank you uh everybody that's in the chats just thank you you know so like i said i'm sorry i didn't i didn't get the shout outs to everybody you know how i usually try to, to do that um but i think i'm uh i'm gonna wrap this up and uh try to come back tomorrow early with an early stream that way everyone can get me out the system and you know, going about your day. So with that being said, uh, be safe, be vigilant, everybody. Y'all have a good night. I'll catch you guys later. Peace.